Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. This is Guthrie Chamberlain, and I'm your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our seven-day-a-week, seven minutes of wisdom podcast. This is day 279 of our trek. Yesterday and today, we are hiking the Trail of Acceptance. The entire 18-trail trek is adapted from a short book called The Principles of Spiritual Growth, written by Miles J. Stanford. This practical information was instrumental in my spiritual growth as a young man, seeking to create and live my legacy. I trust that you also find this trek valuable in your own life, regardless of your spiritual background or current perspective. Each of the trails that we hike builds on the previous one, so if you miss any of the days of our Wisdom Trek, please go to wisdom-trek.com to listen to them and to read the daily journal. We are recording our podcast from our studios at Home 2 in Charlotte, North Carolina. On a personal note, Paula is finally finishing up one of the last major details of her quest for braces, which started nearly six years ago. She had a rare situation where she still had five baby teeth that never fell out. She had to have those teeth pulled before getting her braces, so the orthodontist shifted her teeth to leave a place for a molar to be implanted. The permanent implant has finally been inserted, and now she has a mouthful of straight teeth. We are so pleased. One minor adjustment to her retainer next week, and the project will be complete. That got me to thinking, though. How our teeth looks does impact our self-image and our perceived acceptance by others. As we continue our hike on the trail of acceptance today, we once again want to consider what it means to be accepted by others, but most importantly, how we perceive that God accepts us. The thoughts of acceptance is part of our hike on our third of 18 trails, which makes up the trek we call the Principles of Spiritual Growth. As we continue from yesterday, we have come to realize that God's acceptance of us is unconditional and based solely on His acceptance of us in Christ. Christ bought our full pardon so that we no longer live under any condemnation. The Holy Spirit always reasons down from what God is, and this produces a total change in your soul. We have to admit that it's not necessarily that we dislike it when we live contrary to God's precepts. In fact, we might quite well be enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin as mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11.25. But let's look at how the Holy Spirit reasons. He shows us what we are in ourselves without God. This is one reason why the Spirit often seems to be very difficult and does not give us peace in our soul because we are not comforted until we experientially, from our hearts, acknowledge who we are or what we are. Until our souls comes to the point where we accept the Spirit's leading and in agreement of our need for God, He does not give us peace. He could not. Anything less would be like placing a tiny band-aid on a gaping wound. The soul has to go on until it finds that there is nothing to rest on but the goodness of God, and we can acknowledge what Romans chapter 8 verse 31 says. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can be against us? Sadly today, most believers actually reason just from the opposite, from themselves to God. When all is going well and God seems to be blessing, it is then we feel that God loves us and accepts us. But when we are stumbling or struggling in our Christian life and everything seems dry and hard, we feel that He does not love us or accept us. How can this be? There is nothing about us to commend us to God. Our acceptance is solely in Christ. We don't like to acknowledge this point, but the fact is that most of our true spiritual development comes through those dry and hard times. Thank God that He has accepted us in His Son, and upon this fact we must rest our faith. Our acceptance is by grace alone. There is nothing within us as to why God's grace should be shown to us. There is no action that we can perform that would merit His grace. We have been accepted in Christ, who is our standing. We are not on probation. As far as our past life is concerned, it does not even exist before God. We died at the cross, and Christ is our life. Grace, once given, cannot be withdrawn. For God knew all human demands beforehand. 
God's action is independent of ours, not dependent upon them. So what is the proper attitude that a man or woman should have under grace? First, we must believe and consent to the being loved while unworthy, which is a great secret to us. Second, we must refuse to make resolution or vows, for this is to trust in the flesh. Third, we must accept to be blessed, though realizing the more and more that we lack its worth. And fourth, to rely on God's chastening or child training as a mark of His kindness. What are some of the things that a gracious soul can discover? The first is to hope to be better or acceptable is to fail to see yourself in Christ only. Second, to be disappointed with yourself is to have believed in yourself. Third, to be discouraged is unbelief, as God's purpose and plan of blessing for us. Fourth, to be proud is to be blind, for we have no standing before God in ourselves. And fifth, the lack of divine blessing, therefore, comes from unbelief and not our failure of devotion. To preach devotion first and blessing second is to reverse God's order and to preach law and not grace. The law made man's blessing dependent on devotion. Grace confers undeserved, unconditional blessing. Our devotion may follow, but it does not always do so, or in proper measure. So let me ask you a couple questions. Have you been afraid to really believe God? And has your fear been a hindrance to allow others to really believe Him? We must never forget what Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8 says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. To some people, constant drama in their life is the only spur to action, and many religious and psychologists are dependent on fear to keep their followers in line. Fear is not always bad in certain circumstances, but God has a higher and more effective motivation than fear, and the primary one is love. Fear, after a while, produces only numbness, but love flourishes on love. To promise a person the certainty of their eternal destiny may seem, on a human level, like playing with fire. But this leaves God out of the picture. For those who have the deepest appreciation of grace do not continue in sin. Moreover, fear produces the obedience of slaves. Love engenders the obedience of sons. Until the Christian is absolutely and scripturally convinced of their standing, they are not going to do much standing at all, but will crawl around like an infant. We are commanded to stand firm, but in love. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13 and 14 says, Be on guard, stand firm in your faith, be courageous, be strong, and do everything with love. We are accepted fully and forever by God, and we can have a great confidence, comfort, and strength in the promises of 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 16 and 17. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us by his grace, gave us eternal comfort and a wonderful hope, comfort you and strengthen you in every good thing you say and do. On our principles of spiritual growth, over the past two days, we have completed the trail of acceptance. We have learned, without a doubt, that we are fully and unconditionally accepted by God because our acceptance is solely based in Christ and not in ourselves. I trust that you'll understand and accept God's acceptance of you. During the next two days, we will hike the trail of purpose as we will explore what God's purpose is for your life. This may provide you the very foundation that you need for your life plan blueprint. Every trail that we hike will help us to create and live our legacy each day. So encourage your family and friends to join us and then come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. That will finish our podcast for today. Just as you enjoy your daily dose of wisdom, we ask you to help us to grow Wisdom Trek by sharing it with your family and friends through email, Facebook, Twitter, or in person when you meet with them and invite them to come along with us every day. 
The journal for today's trek can be found at wisdom-trek.com. Thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, I do consider you my friend as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal each day. As we take this trek together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and leave a living legacy each day. This is Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.